Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys, ages five, three, and two. And I'm Terilyn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 11, 9, 5, and 3. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Hey, everybody. Um, We are so excited because today is an extra special episode because we have Caitlin with us, um, who is my sister-in-law and Terilyn's sister. And she's been with us on a couple episodes in the past, but we are excited. This episode, she is officially becoming a co-host. Yes, we are so excited to bring some fresh blood. We needed some, we need a little youth to the podcast (laughs) um so we and we also have wes is here she's a guest today too she decided she needed to just nurse all morning so she's joining us so if you hear some little baby noises in the background that is why um so we are gonna have caitlin introduce herself just tell you guys a little bit about her more than she has on past episodes so yeah so yeah, I am so excited to to be doing it. And yeah, I think for those who have listened before, um, I yeah, like right now I, I do have a baby. He just turned one and he is so fun. Like I feel like he's a lot of what my life is right now. I spend a lot of time with him. He um he's fun. I think he's like just about to start walking, which is kind of exciting. And um, he actually just took, like, two steps by himself yesterday, you guys. So that was way fun. That's so fun. Um, Yeah, so that's been a blast. Um, Some things about me is – so I graduated from Utah State in communication studies, and I loved it. My minor was marketing. And then um, after that, I worked in marketing for um, Cotopaxi and then – and now – if for any of you guys who know Cotopaxi, and then now I'm doing the mom thing, which is awesome. I I've loved it. And some other things, so um, some fun things about me. So I love. I'm like a huge, huge Harry Potter fan. <laughs> I've read the books like far too many times. It's actually like a little bit crazy. I like love listening to the books. Love reading the books. Um, and. It's actually fun, like, recently, for anybody else who's a Harry Potter fan, they have this, there's, like, this Harry Potter game that you can play, if anybody has Alexa, you can play it on there, and you, it's, like, trivia. (laughs) Anyway, and I was, like, loving it, you guys. It was kind of crazy. (laughs) And I actually got to the point, it started right when COVID started, and so I would do it every day. They have three questions, and then if you get all right, you get another bonus question. (laughs) (laughs) You you guys, loving it. It's a treat. I was loving it. It was so fun. And but the problem is, is that I got through all of the questions, which I didn't know that they would end. Like, what? <laughs> anyway, it was so sad. So actually, I'm through all the questions. so I don't do it anymore. But um, but anyway, I do love Harry Potter. I love I love being outside, love rock climbing. I love playing sports. Everything sun and water summer is totally my season. Um, because yeah, I'm just in my element right now. So that is some things about me, a little bit about me. Well, Caitlin, we are so excited to have you. Caitlin, I just want to add, because I've grown up with Caitlin, I held her when she was a baby. I mean, I was eight when she was born. So like, I literally have known her since she was born. And she is one of the few people I know who has the ability to like, be fun and, and hilarious. But also, she like, and guys, this is so opposite of me. So I can't even understand this I have never seen Caitlin procrastinate in her life like you like she has an assignment and she'll like when I back when I I was an English tutor and she would send me her high school you know papers for me to read like three weeks before they were due like hey when you have a chance can you read these and I'm like when's the last minute I can get them back to you and I did that back then you know like 
<laughs> anyway, amazing. So I love, I'm excited for that kind of balance that you bring to me <laughs> in my life, but also to the podcast. I'm really, really excited to have you as a co-host. So well, thank you. I'm super excited. Welcome. I am uh, also so- excited. Caitlin is so wise <laughs> and very intentional. So I think you guys will love her thoughts on on, on everything we talk about so I'm excited mm-hmm. yeah I love it and we are all recording this this is also a little unique week because I mean this is Felicia did a baby episode about birth but this is kind of like your first time back back since yes. the baby and yes. we're all recording at our own like I'm up in Montana right now at Hebkin Lake with my family and you can hear the little and Felicia I love those baby sounds I'm so glad Wes is with us but so we're all actually like around we're totally all on our own right now just meeting for this recording so it's kind of fun that we can do this so uh we're gonna go right into our high fives or face palms mine is I'm I'm gonna call it a high five because guys I have never fallen asleep in a movie I actually don't know if I ever have in my life I'm I'm assuming maybe I have but I don't remember a time ever falling asleep in a movie and my husband Jeff falls asleep literally every night as we watch a show Felicia tells me that she falls asleep also pretty much every night and I'm like when they tell me this I'm like this is impossible how do you disengage from the amazing story that's happening on the screen like I don't I mean I can be exhausted and if I'm into the story I don't even care like I just stay up I push through it right I can't fall asleep but last night we're up here in Montana and I had woken up really early you know we had like I always do and we started Harry Potter Caitlin you'd be excited yes and it's a long movie and like about halfway through, I'm like, hey, guys, so when are we going to turn this off and go to bed? <laughs> and Jeff was like, oh, I already told the kids we can we can just stay up and watch the whole thing. And I'm like, OK, that means it's going to get over at 11, which for me is late. And of course, he's like not worried because he'll just fall asleep during it. But I'm like, I'm waking up early to do the podcast like this is not working for me. <laughs> but and and I was so proud of myself. I fell asleep during Harry Potter while snuggling <laughs> my two sons. It was the best ever and then I woke up and I and then I was like oh no I took a nap at 10 p.m how am I gonna but no I just how am I gonna fall asleep but then I just walked downstairs and fell asleep so I'm like feeling super accomplished that I fell asleep during a movie that's my yes. high. I'm just in shock that you shows shows I can usually stay awake but movies well and for sure if I've seen it before no oh, doubt I've seen it like I've seen it like 20 times. So <laughs> this is yeah. the first time I've fallen asleep during it. <laughs> I would just set up my bed at the start. I would just plan. For a nap. <laughs> oh, anyway, it was good. Though. And it was the first one. And my in-laws have never seen Harry Potter. Can you believe that? So we're wow. introducing them to the world of Harry Potter. So we watched the first one. Last time. Oh, last my time. gosh. That's oh, they're in for a treat. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I feel the same way. It's so funny because I feel like whenever I've watched movies like with you, Felicia. Yes, yeah, she's out in like two seconds I'm like what <laughs> how is this going on I'm with you Terlin Cameron is always like sometimes I'm really tired and he's like oh well let's like let's watch something and then once we're in I'm like totally ready to go like I'm kind of <laughs> awake for it and Cameron's like okay well like now maybe we could go to bed I'm like no like we are in it I'm totally invested <laughs> well it must be a family thing because Parker can't Parker will stay up the whole, even if it's really boring and he doesn't even like it. <laughs> yeah, you have to Doesn't finish. I have to finish. I agree. I agree with Parker. It must be a family thing. <laughs> Jeff, though. So my husband, he. I don't know if you're like this, Felicia. It'll be like the middle of like. I mean, like zombies are about to eat a person, and he can fall asleep at that moment. I don't even <laughs> get it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter when the part is. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, hey, we need to do a survey. Are you a fall sleeper in the movies or you have to stay awake? We'll put it on social yes. media so we can see what camp everybody's in. Yes. I'm interested. <laughs> I really am. I'm intrigued. Um, okay. Well, so I, I can go next with the, I kind of, mine is kind of like a hybrid. It's a face palm and a high five because <laughs> so I, I am always trying to like do something kind of different and I really like pickleball but um I don't know if there's any pickleballers picklers pickleballers <laughs> out there <laughs> um but I really like it like I think it's so fun but I just haven't really played it a ton I feel like I play it when I go down to St. George and then that like seems to be it but there's some pickleball courts 
here pretty close to where I am. And my friend, Brooke, anyway, she, she kind of does play pickleball a lot. So I was like, hey, like, let's do it. So we finally made it happen. So last week we went and we went and kind of, it was like eight in the morning. That was like when I could have somebody watch um, Emmett, my baby. And so we went and I was thinking it was like eight in the morning on a weekday. So I was kind of like, oh, like who's going to be there? It was packed, totally <laughs> packed with mostly an older generation. And me and Brooke were like by far the youngest people there. So we were like, okay, well, like this will be fun. But because it was so packed, I don't know if you guys know this, but I think like kind of pickleball etiquette is that you, so that most people can play, like even if you come with two people, you just play doubles with another team, which I like wasn't totally ready for because I don't play it a lot. So I was like, I don't know if I really want to play with other people like when I'm not that good. Yeah, that's how And you guys, right? Yeah. So I, (laughs) so the first couple that we played with they're like these two nice older ladies like but they're older and I'm thinking like okay well this will be good because I can I'm not very good so like I can kind of like I'm not gonna be too worried about it you guys they like wasted us (laughs) like like 11 to 1 at the end of it and they were so sweet they were like giving us tips and like telling us to do different things but um it was like kind of embarrassing (laughs) and at the end you could tell like because then it was like time to like switch and you play with a different group and you could just play with your same people that you just played with and you could tell they were kind of like okay well that was fun and they like (laughs) went to like go play with someone else because it was like uh they're not gonna play with us again so it was definitely like humbling and way fun but it was like oh wow we really need to step up our pickleball game (laughs) oh my gosh that's funny okay that was great I love that pickleball is a big thing I see lots of people playing a lot around the area that we live that the courts are always packed Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. all right so my high five is this most likely I feel like you have to preface with most likely when you say this because I've seen a lot of people change their mind and I don't want to be be that person who was so definitive but this most likely being our last baby (laughs) um every little thing with with Um, your last I think I've heard people say this but I think you soak it in maybe a little bit more and I have been loving I've I always have loved the early morning nursing snuggling with the baby but Mm -hmm. man this time around it is just extra extra good so that's my high five just early morning snuggling sleepy nursing sessions they're just so fun. I don't want to forget them, especially with the tiny, tiny oh. newborn. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yes. the best. <laughs> it makes me miss it. I think that's one of my very favorite things about a newborn. I mean, that sound. Yeah. That you, oh, oh. <laughs> it kind of makes me want to cry. Oh. I love it. I'm so happy that you're experiencing that right now. And it kind of makes me want to, but I won't. I'm not going to. That's the thing. But it's, you hear it. It's it so sounds precious. really tempting when you see the little, the little nugs. Okay, so today we thought it'd be fun to share our favorite, as of right now, because at least for me it changes depending on what I'm currently reading or, or whatever, just changes with the time of life. But our favorite books right now and a little about them and then also our favorite just life tip or parenting tip. So we're going to go into some of those so you guys can... Kind of get to know Caitlin a little bit. And I just love hearing people's recommendations because it sparks my interest. And I just build up this huge book list of stuff I want to read. So, okay. So I'm going to go first. Right now, I have been loving Ryan Holiday. Specifically, his book, The Obstacle is the Way. But he has quite a few books um, that I have read a couple of them. But his So he is a modern day stoic philosopher is what he he'll introduce himself as when, when you listen to him, I've listened on a few podcasts and basically he, he kind of um, takes apart stoic philosophy and relates it to our modern life. And when I first heard that and, 
and heard that explanation, I thought that sounds extremely boring. And I don't even know really what that means. <laughs> and, but then I had listened to him on a few podcasts and just the, sorry guys, there's a car driving by me. Just the parallel between, I love just thinking about how history really does repeat itself. And the problems we have today, although they look different in the ways they're presented, are really the problems that humans have had forever. And so I, so basically he kind of, um, in his different books, gives modern tips on how we can use the philosophy that, that basically is that our circumstances really shouldn't, or, or if we choose to not let them control our lives and have the control, then we can react in, you know, the way that we choose in a positive way, hopefully to any situation that um, comes about. And I think lately with, you know, the COVID crisis and everything that's come from that and kind of the, um, the environment that we're in, I guess, in our world, it, it has been overwhelming. And I think there's a lot of things that have happened that if you, just let your circumstances control your life it can it can be overwhelming exhausting very stressful but his books have helped me see that really we can choose how we relate to anything any of these situations and it just makes me feel like I have control and power to not not feel stress not feel overwhelmed um, just by changing my mindset. And yeah. Caitlin, I know that you also just read one of his books and you wanted to, that yeah. was your favorite right now too. Yes, totally. Cause yeah, I was, I, I actually totally agree. I feel like he, I, I wasn't really familiar with him before, but um, I think I started reading this book actually because it was recommended by you guys and Parker. And so I started, I read stillness is key. So I haven't read the obstacles away, but now I, I totally want to, because something that I do really like about him um, is that he, I feel like it's like the perfect, like as you're reading the book, it's so cool. Cause I felt like I learned a lot about like historical people, you know, like he talked right. about Churchill, like really successful people. And I don't know if that's how the obstacle, the way it obstacle is the way. Yeah, it is. is. Yeah. But I love it. Cause you learn all, all about these great people that, some of them I really didn't know a lot about, you know, like there's Epictetus and um, I'm trying to think of like Socrates and anyway, so like he, he kind of has this range of these really successful people and certain things, he pulls out certain habits and different practices that they did that like really helped them to be successful. And so with stillness is key, at least something that I really loved about it is that he kind of talks about, so like a, a quote that I really loved from it was that stillness is what aims the archer's arrow. It inspires new ideas. It sharpens perspective and illuminates connections. So that's kind of how he starts it all off. And then he gives these different practices that other people have done in the past that have been just like so transformative. And I feel like it's so cool because I learned a lot about history and like these people. And I feel like I got to know some of these people. Totally. And then mm-hmm. I feel like it was so applicable. Like it was certain things that I was like, I can totally do that. Like, and a lot of it's been talked, you know, in this find the magic podcast, but it, you know, like one of them's journaling and like how journaling doesn't necessarily have to be for the reader, but it's more for us as the writer to be able to like get our thoughts out and how that, like just the act of doing those kinds of things, like brings clarity to our lives. And, you know, it's like certain things like that. I, I also really liked he like has a part where he talks about naps, which seems kind of interesting (laughs) that that would be in this like transformative, like a transformative practice, but it was kind of cool. Like it talked about really great people who he kind of says that like part of their practice was having a nap during the day, which Mm -hmm. I love that idea. Anyway, just certain things where (laughs) I like loved it. I thought it was so, and especially, I mean, for this time of exactly what you said, Felicia, it's just such a kind of crazy time of life anyway, that. I feel like stillness is key. Like the title kind of says it all. Like it brings stillness to our lives to be able to bring kind of like some clarity and perspective to things. So I, yeah, I totally agree. I have loved everything that I've listened to from him so far has been really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. I have to just, my book that I chose isn't Ryan Holiday, but I just want to like echo that 
I love Ryan Holiday for all those reasons. Specifically, I love, you know, how sometimes you read books and you feel like it's adding to your um, just overall philosophy, specifically with history. Like, I mean, it feels so cool to know things about Socrates and these people who you like learned about him a little bit, maybe in high school or maybe in college, but then most of us have forgotten. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just really cool. It makes me, I don't know. I love, love, love that. So. Yeah. And the napping thing, it pretty much validated my whole yeah. life. So, <laughs> Well, that's what I love about I, it is it's not one of those um, self-help in quotes. Again, I don't love that term, but where you're like, oh, now I have 45 new things I need to do every day. Yeah. It's yeah. more yep. a reflective, how can we look at the things that truly are going to, um, I, I feel like make you a better, more, less responsive or less reactive yes. person. Totally. Cause it's all about slowing mm-hmm. down, which I know totally. that's like yeah. not a new thing, but I just feel like he gave like some of the practices, it's like things that you might already even do, but kind of putting more intention to it, which exactly. I really loved. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I love it too. Okay, well, since these two chose books that we read more recently, I am going back to the very beginning because um, I have been leaning on a couple principles from Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth, recently. So I know we've talked about A New Earth so much, um, so I'm not going to like review a lot of it, but specifically lately with COVID and our social unrest and all kind of the, I've had to face a lot of my own emotions and it more than normal. I feel like every day I'm like facing a whole new, how do I feel about this? And kind of living with that. And there is a couple parts of a new earth that I have been like leaning on the beauty of these words. One of them is most people are still completely identified with the incessant stream of mind of compulsive thinking. Most of it repetitive and pointless. Guys, I have been indulging in compulsive thinking, repetitive and pointless thinking. <laughs> like I just get in a loop. Like I'll, I'll be like, I'm worried about this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll just loop it. Like, let me just, if I maybe think about the same thing a hundred times, that will help. <laughs> and it does not helpful. Right. It's not helpful. And so these words have been such a good reminder to me. I know them with my mind. And yet over the past few months, I found myself still getting caught in these little loops of thought. And it's so liberating for me to remember that I am not my thoughts. I am the observer of my thoughts. And as soon as I can remember that, uh, specifically through meditation is where I kind of go back to center that. But uh, through these words, through Eckhart Tolle's words, it just helped me remember so much that I can observe my thoughts and they can get a little crazy sometimes and they can go out in the realm of neighborhood of fear or the neighborhood of uh, worry or of scarcity, but I don't have to live in that neighborhood. I can choose to come back to a place of abundance and peace and love simply by observing that those thoughts are taking me into places of fear and scarcity. Mm-hmm. So it's been like really helpful for me to kind of review back to that. And another thing is, as I've I've moved this last couple of months. And so I've been really taking a good deep look at my belongings and reviewing Eckhart Tolle's words about ego has been really helpful for me because sometimes when we're um, looking at our belongings, it's easy to get into a scarcity mentality and want more, right? Like it's almost like, and especially when you combine that with high emotions that I'm like, Ooh, and buying yeah. things does give me a temporary, you know, splash of dopamine in my brain. And I, I want to make sure I'm being aware of that. Like I'm not just spending money because I want the dopamine to feel better because that's not a healthy way of living. So something he says about ego, which I just love, no content will satisfy you as long as egoic structure remains in place. No matter what you have or get, you won't be happy. So I, I've been trying to like look at, okay, so, you know, I want this for my house. Am I wanting it from a place of ego or... Is it one of those things that I am getting to make my house look beautiful Mm -hmm. because I, I love my house, but that, and for me, the test is always, if I'm an ego, if I don't have it, do I still have contentment inside of me? You know what I mean? Like, am I putting a condition on this 
material item that it's going to give me some kind of happiness or fulfillment inside of me because when I am that usually means that I'm an ego and I'm just wanting it's the wanting that I'm fulfilling not simply having something beautiful and functional in my home and they're kind of it's interesting because you can buy the thing either way but one is coming from a totally different energy and it has been so helpful for me to review those two specific concepts disconnecting from our thoughts we are the observer and the ego wants more and more and more <clears throat> so when we can recognize that we are simply fulfilling a want being in our egoic self those two things have been just so liberating for me lately so if you haven't read the new earth yet it is <laughs> I would totally, totally it is it. transformative and i agree <clears throat> i think especially i've been thinking about that the ego thing a lot lately and it's making me want to reread I feel like this is one of those bur- one of those books that I could just reread every couple months because it's mm-hmm. so above me, really, mm-hmm. frankly. <laughs> that I need it's so deep. <laughs> that I need uh-huh. to just keep going back. But the ego thought I've been thinking a lot about lately because I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people have felt this, but I f- I think um, everything that's happened in our world lately has put has changed a lot of what our family had planned in quotes and I I was so grateful that I had read that book because it made me see I mean really all we do have is what we have right in this moment and Mm -hmm. it was really an awakening to that because you hear that and you're like yeah blah 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 but I'm gonna do this next week that you know I'm going to I have that planned Mm -hmm. so it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and I think we Mm -hmm. go through our life and even if we hear that all we have is right now until we have a big upheaval. It's not really real to us, but I think Mm -hmm. this, Mm -hmm. everything COVID and what that's done for people, perhaps with their jobs or, you know, I've had a lot of friends have babies and it really Mm -hmm. changed how that looked for them. And, and uh, there's just been a lot of things that it's made me really realize you we don't have control. <laughs> we really don't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's nice to, to yeah. have um, a mindset that can, that can handle that better. I'm not yeah. saying it's perfect. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I love what you're saying. It sounds to me like you're saying that it kind of challenges us to ask ourselves, what are we identifying with? Because a lot of us do identify with our plans, right. with our jobs, with our, Uh, material things that we own and when those plans or jobs or you know our money status changes it makes us feel a lot oftentimes unanchored but the beauty of that is that it gives us the opportunity to realize that we have just simply been identifying our whole selves with those things that are just parts of as Eckhart Tolle would say they're just parts of form they're not actually who we are all the way inside Mm -hmm. so I think it it makes so that we can feel lost or the beauty of this upheaval that we're going through is that it kind of can make so that we are found because we aren't those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like a good question to ask yourself when you feel that like loss, that unanchoring feeling for me, it's been like, I'm clearly identifying with those things, which is simply ego. So it's kind of a cool like lens to look through. It's like, like way of waking up. It's giving us an opportunity to wake up, which is really cool. Yeah. Agreed. Love that book. Anyway, well, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and help you get to know all of us a little bit better uh, by sharing some unique things about our lives. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys. So we also wanted to share our favorite, I guess, life hack or tip currently. Again, like books, it probably changes all the time. 
So mine is a parenting tip right now. Super relevant to having um, a new baby, but also probably just for anyone because all our lives are busy. But my tip is to focus on quality time over quantity of time. And with our kids specifically, but I think you could apply this to anyone, spouse, anything you're working on. But really, I've been thinking about this with our kids because I think a lot of times we have the perception that we need to um, be interacting with them constantly. And I I just love the thought and I think it's something that's kind of... Um, maybe in a, a more dying thought, but that we can coexist with our kids in our home environment. And I was just thinking about it because especially with little kids, I think there's um, perception maybe that we need to always have, you know, the next project set up for them and then go to the, the play day and then off to the sport that they're doing And, um, there's less just coexisting and being together, doing our different things at home. And I think where we've had to stay at home more, this has emerged a little bit. Um, and I, I think just the reminder that we don't need to entertain our kids all the time. Um, but that when we are choosing to spend those moments with them, maybe that's playing with them, maybe that's cooking with them and then eating with them or helping them get dressed or bathing, bathing them, whatever. We've talked about this in the past, but that we should um, have that time be quality time, which is also something that I've been thinking about how we are very distracted just by the nature of our lives. And for me, it's like a constant reset of okay, I'm going to, my phone needs to be away because it is so, I mean, it just draws us in and is addicting. We know that. So just that reminder that we don't need to be spending every single second helping our kids, creating something for them to play. We can all coexist and be doing our separate things. Um, But that when we are choosing to be with them or interact with them, that we, we do it, um, in a quality way, because I've seen with my kids, if I'm interacting with them all throughout the day, but I'm on the side checking my phone, my phone's in between me and them, um, that they don't play as well on their own. They're still needing that where if I would give them just that undivided, um, quality time, just a little bit throughout the day, but it is undivided. They are much, um, more able to to be alone and be on their own. So that is my tip. Quality like time over quantity of time. Can I just I do a little, that. like, I just want to, I, I love that. And I feel like with the, because obviously, like, I just have the one baby. And I feel like it's so liberating to, like, know that. But it's like, and it's actually, it's liberating because we know that it actually is really good for them to be able to, like, mm-hmm figure out you know like entertain themselves rather than us like conjuring up things to entertain them like it's right. so good for them and right. I think sometimes we do get like thinking like well I'm not a good parent if I'm not like you know like coming up you know coming mm-hmm. up with ways to entertain them so I just love that because I think you're totally right like it's so good to have that quality and that good connection time but then like totally feel okay with them doing something on their own without you because it's actually really good it's not just right. like good for you it's good for them too so I like that right totally yeah and I think the I I don't know if I was really um even thinking about that with when I just had one kid so I I bet you Emmett is going to be very curious and independent and um I'm interested to see see his little personality because I think you've been aware of that from the start and I can already tell he's very He's a fun little guy. He's very relaxed. So yeah, it's true. He's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I like as you were describing that, Felicia. I had the imagery of 
shallow versus deep connection. And I feel like sometimes when we are distracted, we spend the whole day kind of trying to do shallow connection, but it never satisfies any of us. Right. Whereas if you do take those moments to go deep with quality connection, then the buckets of connection are filled and you can, yeah, go somewhere else and actually do a task much better. So I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. That like helps me picture what you're saying that, that is just we all have a need for connection and filling it with quality time is the only way to do it. But being together a lot, totally distracted, isn't that. And so I think some people think connection is exhausting. Like I don't have time to be quality connecting with my kid all day long. But what you're saying is so liberating because it just actually is a little bit of quality time. And then it actually releases both of you to go and do your own things mm-hmm. from a place that you've already connected, you know? I yeah, just, yeah, totally. I just love that. It's quite liberating. Okay. Well, mine is, it's actually one of our four pillars, but I, uh, if you guys listen to our four pillars of wholehearted parenting, which is a few episodes ago, uh, one of our pillars is healthy boundaries. And I told you guys that I was having a problem. Summer had just started and my son had been introduced to Minecraft at school and was asking to play it every day, but that wasn't, I didn't feel good about it. Like I, I didn't want him to be playing every day. I have very like specific limits with screen time that we've never really had an issue with. Ever since I set the limits, like it hasn't really been an issue, but I realized that my problem, in fact, I talked to Felicia after and I was like, I think my problem has been that I haven't set a specific summer. Like we're in summertime. I'm used to just pretty much no screens in the summer, except for like a family movie here or there, uh, because there's just so many other fun things to do. Right. But I hadn't set a specific thing because he was, it was coming up. He was asking me. So I literally just that day set a, like, and actually explained it to him. And said, this is when we're going to do it. It's once a week. It's on Wednesday. And you get to play for this amount of time. And that's it. So every other day he asks, I can just say, is it Wednesday at 1030 a.m.? Nope, it's not. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. And it's great because he knows it. And guys, it hasn't even been an issue. Like, the issue disappeared. And in summertime, I know that for Felicia and Caitlin, summertime is their jam. I love summer, but sometimes it's like becomes a little, little much for me. Like I, I want to say yes to everything and it's really hard for me to say no. Cause they're all things I want to do, but I found that healthy boundaries have also helped me really enjoy summer. I actually just say ahead of time what I'm going to go to and what I'm not, even though it's really hard for me not to go to everything, but it's made so that I'm actually not even feeling tired and we're halfway through summer, but I'm feeling like I could go on for summer for a long time and it just requires setting a specific boundary whether that's other people's boundaries or not but it's just for me saying yes or no to things and it's been like huge I know boundaries is not a new concept we've been talking about it for a long time but right now it is so liberating for me I feel like I'm like really jiving with the whole setting boundaries thing and it's working for me (laughs) this summer it's just really great so I'm and I guess maybe I'm finding what my own boundaries are and just being able to like be clear about what they are to other people and it's just really helping me with my whole summer situation so I love that's that. my tip right now think about if there's a situation where you're feeling a little flustered about there probably is a boundary situation there that you can just kindly like set a boundary and it oftentimes changes the feeling of the situation from being conflicted to very clear and everybody knows what this is anyway it's really great so I love that yeah, yeah. I I will second I think and probably the more the more kids you have or the more things you have in your life, you realize where you need to have those boundaries. And they it is nice and it, it's freeing to know that if we set those, that um, we don't ever have to feel that re- is it like a resentment feeling or like oh, I really didn't want to do that, but I said well, nah, mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. feeling which nobody likes to feel. Um, Mm -hmm. boundaries can just solve that. So I love that. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. something that I've learned for a lot of people, they have a hard time saying yes to things they don't want to do. Right. Right. I actually don't have a hard time with that. If I don't want to do it, I just say no. And it's like, not a big deal. My hard thing is I want to do everything. (laughs) Right. And so I've had to actually learn for myself that it's actually saying no to some things that I really want to do, but it's the over, like I'm looking at my life as like a whole. And so that's been a unique, I, I've never actually even heard somebody say that before. It's usually like, learn to say no, the things you don't want to do. So you don't have like resentment about it. But yeah, for me, it's a different problem, which is fine. <laughs> it's the wanting. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I love that because I feel like, yeah, the last few summers, whenever I talk to Tara Lynn, like usually around this time, she's like, you know, it's been fun, but it's almost been a little too fun. Like I'm tired. <laughs> so anyway, I'm funned know. out. <laughs> I'm glad that you are still going strong. That's good. Um, okay. So my tip um, right now that I've been implementing, I've just, that I've really liked is observing without judgment. So obviously how that looks with Emmett, my baby is cause I think it's really easy. Well, I think sometimes when I'm not thinking about it, you know, if so, cause right now he is just so exploratory and um, which is awesome. You know, he's crawling around. He, he literally puts everything in his mouth, which is, you know, he's just a danger to himself sometimes. <laughs> and so I, so there's a lot of times where, you know, I try to set up an environment where I don't have to say no to him all the time, but like inevitably there's always something that happens throughout the day or a few things that happen where I'm like taking something out of his mouth or like pulling him away from something. And he's kind of, it's kind of weird. I was telling Felicia and Terrell this and my mom this before, but like, I think he's like kind of turning from like a baby into the toddler thing where he will like let his disapproval be known. So he's like, <laughs> he'll like squawk and like, you know, he'll like arch his back and like cry <laughs> if I take him away from things. So it's like certain things where I'm like, okay, but like, you know, we've, you can't, you know, you can't eat the potato bug or whatever. So <laughs> then, but it's interesting because I think sometimes I'm like, it's a, I, my first thing to say is like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. It's okay. But then I'm like, from the books that we've read, you know, it's like, I don't want to discount his emotion because like he is really feeling, <laughs> he's feeling very upset, which I would be too. If someone was just like pulling me away from things that I wanted to do and like a lot, then I would probably be kind of bugged too. <laughs> so I was like, so anyway, so I, something that actually Tara Lynn told me this, this was like a year ago, but it totally helped me. And instead of saying like, it's okay, I just changed the sentence like, it's okay to be sad or it's okay to be mad or whatever. Cause then it's just saying like, it is okay to feel that way. It doesn't really change that, like, you can't do, like, I'm not going to let you do that. But mm-hmm. I think just even just adding it to that sentence, because it is so easy for me to say it's okay. It's kind of allowed me to be able to observe it without judgment and, like, still acknowledge that it is okay to be sad, even though I'm taking it away. So that's actually been, like, a nice hack for me. And it kind of changes the, it changes, like, my ability to, like, my first reaction to say it's okay is just adding that, Mm -hmm. like, it's okay to feel whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then kind of on a broader spectrum, actually, again, kind of with everything going on in the world, observing without judgment, I feel like has actually been a good thing in that regard, too, just because I think there's a lot of things that people do, you know, whether it's politically or socially or whatever. And I think just like having that mantra of like observing without judgment, because it is so easy to be like, well, why are people like, why do people think that way? Or why are they doing this? Just thinking like, just observing it, like, what are they doing? And just observing it without judgment first. And kind of like keeping that in my mind has actually been something kind of helpful for me right now. So Mm -hmm. both in parenting, like on my, my level every day in my home and then kind of like looking at it on the outside, like the outside world has been helpful. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you remember me telling you that that like makes me kind of my heart feel so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Something, one of my favorite to add on to that. Um, if you tell your kids as they get older and they'll say my favorite of the, it's okay to feel whatever is my kids say often, I'm scared. You know, they'll be trying something, a, a new trick at our acrobat studio or a, a new thing we're doing in the mountains or whatever. And they'll say, I'm scared. And I found that if I just say simply, it's okay to be afraid. Every single time you can see them be like freed from it. it it's amazing. Like you can feel fear. It's okay. And the, and so far, every time they've still done the thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. and if you tell yourself that I've actually started telling myself that it's okay to be afraid. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. okay to be afraid. Yeah. So anyway, so just to add on to that, it's okay to be, if you have kids who are old enough to talk, that phrase is, I think my all time favorite. I like that. And it's so simple. So I like, yeah. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so kind of to segue into something that we thought it'd be fun to end with because I am new to it. And it'd just be kind of fun to, like, get to know all of us just a little bit better. We all kind of thought of something that people may not know about us. 
Um, so I'll kind of start with it and then we'll kind of go backwards out of it. But, um, and it's funny, we talked about this a little bit. We just kind of talked about each of our things a little bit earlier and they, anyway, it's just funny. Cause I think a lot of us didn't know some of these things about each other, but so something with me that like some people don't know, it's kind of weird, but <laughs> I don't like last bites of things, which is kind of it's like strange. Cause I feel like most people are like, Oh, like you have the last bite, you have the last bite. It's like this nice thing, but I like actually don't like it. Don't You're like, it. please no. <laughs> so I'm like, especially there's like certain foods that I really don't like. And I don't know if anybody can relate to this because I think it just makes sense. Like, I don't know why you would want it, but <laughs> like sandwiches, I feel like the last bite on a sandwich, I feel like everything's kind of like squished because you've been holding it and like some things have fallen out. So like Sometimes the last bite doesn't even have all the things you want. So then it's just so dissatisfying. You've had this amazing sandwich. And then at the end, it's like, I just don't even feel hungry for it. I feel like my appetite's really done. And sometimes it's so sweet because Cameron, like, I feel like especially now he kind of knows that I don't like the last bite. So he, he'll take it for me <laughs> as like a gift. <laughs> but I feel like before, you know, he'd be like, oh, no, you have the last bite. And it's like, I really, I'm like not even hungry for it. Like my appetite's gone. I don't want it. So Anyway, I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, but I just, not a last bite person. Oh, that's so funny. I have, I never knew that about you my entire life. I'm so happy that I know this now. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. I have I never think that's anything we should put on social that, media. I I'm curious. I, I know. Again, I just feel like it makes sense. But again, maybe it's one of those things that I just assume <laughs> other people should feel that because I do, but. <gasps> Kaylin, you do a poll on your Instagram, which is what? Kaylin Gabriel? Is that your Instagram handle? Sorry, it just cut out. Say that one more time. Oh, what's your Instagram handle? Oh, it's Katie Jean Gabriel, I think. Okay, we'll link it, but put that as a poll on your Instagram <laughs> if you're last I will. bite person or not. Okay. That is so funny. And I'll put the one on mine to ask if you guys fall asleep during movies or not. <laughs> and then, so yeah, you guys answer us and let us know what you are on both of these. I got to know. So funny. Okay. So my something people may not know is that I'm very competitive. I, I grew up playing sports. I love sports, but I'm like the type of competitive of like when Caitlin's talking about pickleball I would have been very mad that I lost to the older <laughs> ladies it would not have worked for me I playing you know anything with my siblings growing up I remember playing video games with my brother he loved video games I didn't but I just had to play it to try to beat him because he was younger than me and if I would lose I was like the I want to break the controller throw it at the wall competitive <laughs> Like, it's a serious, serious thing. So, yeah, my kids, when they want to race, I'm like, you're not, I'm not letting you win the race. That we're, <laughs> but they're like five, you know? So, <laughs> so I know this is not going to bode well for me, I'm sure, having three boys, but um, Felicia's we were, like holding the baby in the race <laughs> now. I know, it's seriously. Different. We were, we were, um, hanging out with some of our friends and, and they had, uh, my friend had said, um, you know, well, isn't that going to be sad when they're all going to be, you know, off, I think it was skiing off skiing and you won't be able to. And in my mind, I was like, Oh no, like, no, I'll never not be able to. <laughs> so hopefully I don't have a rude awakening, but so that's my, my something people may not know. Very competitive. I love it, Felicia, because I, I think that comes across surprising to a lot of people. But the cool thing about that is it's because Felicia is so easy to be around and not compare it like you're not a comparison person. So I've never felt like that energy of like, oh, my gosh, I got to be better than you ever. So I think it's so cool that you have that combination of fire and competitiveness where it's appropriate. And yet you still can be so easy to be around and like give off the vibe of just acceptance and love and I love that like I actually don't that's a really rare combination I think it's really cool about you and that's why people wouldn't just know that about you oh, I love it thank you, thank you 
Well, I, my thing that people may not know about me is that I don't really, like if I could choose to cut out a section of my wardrobe, it would be everything in between yoga clothes and like formals. I love being totally comfy, like casual. I'm in totally just stretchy pants and a t-shirt or pajamas. And I love, 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 love dressing up in like really fancy dresses and I wouldn't even say for- formal to like semi-formal. I love, love, love dressing up. And then everything else in between, I mean, I wear and it's fine, but it doesn't really light my fire like those two ends of the spectrum. So I'm kind of either like what I love is just total, total comfy cash or dressed to the lines. <laughs> and yeah, it's just part of me. So there you go. Yeah. I was laughing because when I thought about when Terrell was saying this, I was like, you want to get dressed up normal and it's so true she really does love it and I just can't think of anything worse than that but then I just love I love the combo with the with then just being totally comfy and casual very unique and totally shows your personality because you are both that's just so you you're both of those both of those things so clearly so I love that oh totally Totally. But I it makes that. me feel like I need to seek out. There's not a lot of opportunities to wear formal clothes as an adult. Right. And so I need to like start like attending more galas or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> to like get that, satisfy that in me. I don't know. Anyway. Yes. Anybody have a gala I can go to? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us on this Get to Know You episode with Caitlin. We're excited to have her with us. We have some fun stuff coming up. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's find the magic. Me, 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 me. Brown cows.